Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Kenny Harper here and excited to be on another Growth Amplifiers Live with an awesome, amazing guest who's really kind of like one of the cream of the crop, rises to the top, (laughs) Um, Rockstar Professionals, who is leading an army of business advisors who do some amazing work across the country. Um, Joining us today is Andy Gagnetta, CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. And they're the largest brokerage system in the world. A skilled negotiator, recognized national trainer of negotiation techniques. Andy specializes in mergers and acquisitions, valuations, and franchising. He's the man to talk to when it comes to time to buying or selling a business. And I'm excited to have him on Growth Amplifiers. Andy, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here and uh, welcome to all the amplifiers. Uh, I love that. I love that term that, you know, people are looking to grow their businesses. So it's great. So it's all about really having the attitude, the expertise and the drive to continually taking new actions to fine tune and have that Kaizen mentality continually always be improving. Now, today we're going to kind of start talking about um, some ideas that you can think about because it's great to continually improve, but at the end of the road, you're going to come into a decision about needing to what you're going to do with your business. And when is the best time to plant the tree? Like 10, 20 years ago. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about the ultimate buyer's playbook for 2021. We're going to talk about some common challenges that people have when growing and scaling their business and some things that they could do to improve. And we're going to start off with getting a better sense of Andy and how he rose to where he's at today uh, in Transworld. So Andy, if you could get us kicked off with kind of your background story and how you got to be where you're at today. Sure. Great. Thank you. So I've been a sort of a serial entrepreneur ever since I left uh, college and I had owned a couple of small businesses. One of those small businesses was in Hartford, Connecticut. I had bought and sold a small pasta shop with uh, some family members. We owned it for a couple of years, but it was a, it was the buying and selling process that intrigued me saying, wow, you can buy a business that's making money and eventually sell it. So I had met my wife during that process. She grew up here in Florida where we're living now, and she wanted to move to South Florida to raise our family. And that wasn't a bad idea, you know, having lived through a bunch of snowstorms up north. So when I came to Florida looking to buy a business, uh, I ran into a bunch of brokers and there was no really I bought and sold my business up north, never saw a broker, never met with one. But here in South Florida, there was a ton of them. So I wound up uh, meeting a bunch of them, feeling like I was in a used car sales room and wound up at Transworld one day. Transworld was run by a very nice couple and they invited me to join the firm. So I joined the firm and two years later I bought it and we were one office. We decided to grow the company here in Florida. We had raised some capital, sort of a long story there, but we had grown from one office to the 11 offices we now own. 
And we were like, well, how do we grow beyond Florida? It was getting hard. We had an office in Jacksonville where I know you're from, Kenny. And go, just going from South Florida to, to North Florida to do things like hire and fire people it was a four hour, four and a half hour drive. And we said, this is not going to work if we want to go to Atlanta, if we want to go to Charlotte. So we decided to franchise. And one of my big things in the world, and it sounds like to your amplifiers as well, is to have the right tools to succeed. And so we didn't have the tools to succeed in the franchising business. So when we sought them and we were working with an attorney, he suggested United Franchise Group. We met United Franchise Group. We decided to joint venture project on a franchise. And so we franchised Transworld outside the state of Florida. And we now have 225 offices, over 600 people working for us. So it, it's been an incredible journey over the last 10 years for that portion. So that's pretty incredible because you, you saw an opportunity and you worked past it. And a lot of the times people kind of get in their own way, right? In, in their vision. Um, right now I'm reading through the book, Rocket Fuel from the Traction series talking about the visionary and the integrator. I'm, this table is bouncing a lot. I need to quit leaning on it. Um, but about the visionary and the integrator and just how important like that yin and that yang come together to make that happen. Is that something that you, that you found in your business that, that worked well? Or what was the secret ingredient to help you kind of get from that, that idea, this, where the opportunity is to get that into action? Well, I, I think a lot of people are inactive because they have paralysis by analysis, right? So I, I think some people think too much uh, when they're trying to launch something and overanalyze things. I like to, one of my favorite things is I'm lying down or something and I have to motivate myself to get up and I'm like, move Cagnetta. I even wrote an article about it. It's just, you want to just kind of do it. I, I, I'm a big fan of experimenting. Mm -hmm. Like we'll launch something here in Florida, experiment with it for a while. And if we think it's a good thing, we'll, we'll launch it nationwide. So I think getting over that hump is just overcoming fear. And you shouldn't have fear of, of failure. I mean, failure is a good thing. It means that, you know, that's not the path you should go on, but you have to try, right? I love that idea. And, and I could think of a few people that maybe need to hear that. Um, coming from someone who's, who's really rocked some things. And if you're tuning in now, if you have questions or comments that you'd like to add in, feel free to do that. Um, it'd be good to kind of get that insight. And if you catch it on the replay, do that as well. We're always looking to make sure that you're getting answers to the questions you have. Now, I do see some people that have the challenge of, and I see it because, you know, I'm a marketing advisor and sometimes people are just, a, they haven't done something before. So they have that um, hesitancy to, to try new things, getting it out of their comfort zone. On the other side of the fence, I'm a bit more on the visionary side and have some in the, uh, integrator tendencies, but I'm, I'm on the side where my biggest Achilles heel is the fact I've got too many ideas and I maybe try to lift too many things at the same time. And I've been recovering from that. <laughs> I'm a recovering ideaholic. So I'm sure when you're dealing with different businesses, you, you kind of see those different things. For those people who are on that side of the fence, what are some things that you and your advisors really have can help them see uh, to work so that they can become more efficient and effective? Yeah, I mean, listen, you got to focus, right? And uh, I have a dear friend and I have many family members. We're all kind of ADD in our own certain ways. 
So at, you do have to focus on things for them to be successful. And I, you know, even like simple ideas, like we had the opportunity to open up a commercial real estate portion of our firm and, it, and everybody's like, well, it's just hiring one guy. Well, it's not just hiring one person because this person really wanted to join our team. It's getting the website going. It's get integrating that into our marketing. It's, uh, you know, getting the SEO thing going. I mean, it's all those things, getting the content and the brochures. It's it it's so when you pull that string, you just got to be careful. So you got to realize that you can't have 8,000 ideas at the same time. You have to kind of focus on things. And, you know, we do try to look at things like gross margin and understanding, can we really make money from that? I mean, people come to us all the time. We sell, you know, a thousand businesses a year, say, throughout the United States, lots of businesses. Awesome. And people come to us and say, hey, we'll give you $25 every time we give you, you know, customer. And it's like, but our, you know, I want my intermediaries to focus. I don't want them worried about trying to sell a piece of insurance on the side. It's, it, there's just things that we can't, you know, you can't do everything. So I, I think that's an important thing. And I've, I've started to see that more and more. And it's, it can be kind of like backwards thinking where you think, oh, I'm going to do more to provide more. But at some point it becomes, it's actually doing less because you can't do that many things at the same time, really good. It's kind of like, I, I tell people, it's imagine spinning plates and you want to make sure that you can keep them spinning and you can't try to spin them all at the same time. So you want to get a few going and then get enough to where it's like, this is what I can actually sustain and do that really well. Yeah. I mean, at Trans World, we're, we're very focused on what we do, right? So we do deals, we help people sell and buy businesses, and we're really, really good at it. And so we like to focus on that. We like to be experts in it. We're, we're we, you know, we, by license in many states, we're able to sell homes if we wanted to. But the realty game is a whole different game. And I just don't want to be a part of it. It's a whole different uh, expertise and it's rapidly changing. The, things change. So I, I, I really can appreciate and admire that discipline to focus. There's opportunity, but there's also the cost of opportunity. So if someone's looking, listening in, right? maybe catching the replay and they're thinking about contacting a business broker or business advisor. I know one of the, the things that my brain starts thinking of is, well, I, I would need to contact them years down the line, even though I know a little better than that. But I think I'm not looking to buy a business right now, or I'm not looking to sell business right now. When would someone, when's the best time to contact and, and really start engaging with um, someone from Transworld? Well, if you own a business, we would love for people to be like you and think about it and say, hey, I might want to sell my business in three years. What does it need to look like for me to get a certain amount of money? And we've certainly gotten that question. We had someone come to us recently and say, we want $5 million. Not recently. Let's back that up. Forty-five years ago, they came to us and said, we want to sell our business for $5 million. Mm -hmm. We looked at their books and records and we said, you're not selling for $5 million unless you do this, this, and this. So they said, do you mind if we keep in touch with you over you know, next few years while we implement some of those things? And they did. And they eventually set, sold for almost $6 million. And so if, if we could just talk to business owners, there's many things people do 
uh, and we could t- pick one thing, like like l- we try to minimize taxes, right? We're on our tax returns. We're trying to minimize taxes. We're we're doing anything we can to spend money at the end of the year. Uh, they might even do things that are, aren't quite kosher, like playing with inventory or playing with work in progress or doing balance sheet kind of uh, calisthenics to try to save money. But those won't serve you well when you go to sell your business. So if we could stop those kind of activities and have a clean balance sheet and a clean P&L for even two years, it will make all the difference in going to sell your business. Now, to what degree does Transworld get involved in help with integrating some of those key ideas, whether it's accounting or whether it's systemizing or their, their marketing and sales? Where's where's that line draw from drawn? So, so <laughs> this is a great answer. We don't, right? So right. we're very good at buying and selling businesses. And there are people like CPAs. There are people like marketing people. There are people like lawyers. There are people like exit planners. Those There's investment advisors and your bankers. Those are the people. It's, it's a team. Right. I mean, whenever you're running a business, you need a lot of different players and companies to help you along the way. Uh, one of my big things is like, how did you build Transworld to be so big? Well, certainly not by myself. Right. I've had partners. I've had great suppliers and vendors. And that's what you need to move forward. And we can help you tell you whether or not you have the right people in, you know, right people on the bus, as they say. But uh, you, you're really going to have to have a good team and, and, and getting the right people in place. I think that's great. Like, if you take it into the sports world, right? Someone wants to win the Super Bowl and they're going to need to have a team of coaches and advisors to help the players actually achieve that goal. It doesn't come from one MVP or one head coach. It's a team of a lot of people working together and it's helpful to have somebody from the business advisor side who can have kind of like a non-objective role uh, to say, Hey, we, we're not, we don't have skin in the game. We're not trying to win your business right now. We're just trying to help you succeed because you need to succeed in order for us to do business with you down the line and for that to work out as a win-win. Uh, so I think that's, that's great. Any, any thoughts to that? Yeah, we're, we're big fans of entrepreneurs, right? And so we want them to be successful. And listen, to have a healthy business to be able to sell will help people get things like from the buyer's playbook of 2021. SBA financing is at an incredible deal right now, right? So over the years, they've gone from $2 million to, to fund your business to $5 million. Well, that's great for businesses that can build themselves to be $5 million that an individual can still leverage into that business. And in 2021, due to the CARES Act, they are going to give you three months free as a buyer of principal and interest payments up to $9,000 a month. Plus, they're, they're going to waive the guarantee fees. This could this is easily over $100,000 worth of money that goes right to the buyer. On the flip side, the seller gets to leverage into the deal a little bit more. The buyer gets to leverage in and pay the seller more money. Mm. So this is an amazing time to sell your business and to buy a business. And so for all that to happen, you have to have the right things in place in your business. You have to have uh, rising profits and sales. Uh, You need to have uh, good books and records to prove to the bank that you're worthy. 
And you need to have the right things in place in your business. Maybe like you don't have a customer concentration issue where you have one customer that's 75% of your business. So the right kind of look on your business. And these are things, yes, we will be happy, happy to sit down with you a couple of years in advance and point some of these things out. You might have labor costs that are out of control. You might have... Um, the supplier issues, a sole supplier issue. I mean, there's a lot of things that we would look at to say, this could be a problem in a deal moving forward. I love that. And I'm glad we're, we're kind of bringing out that playbook discussion because, you know, it's, it's easy to get lost in the world and the whirlwinds of running a business. You have all these challenges that you're dealing with. You're trying to grow, you're trying to maintain, you want to be looking ahead, but it's easy to find time flies and you're, you're, not quite where you need to be if you're looking to to sell. The other thing I want to get your way in on is there's businesses that try to build their business by you know getting new customers, maybe through marketing or referral. And then there's some that really acquire and, and buy other businesses and, and say, you know what, we're we're gonna grow a little bit more expediently. Um, what are your thoughts in regards to that approach to to growing a business? I, it, I'm just shocked, you know, and I, I guess I'm not shocked because even I didn't do it before I knew how to do it. But I'm shocked that more businesses aren't acquisitive. Of course, there are things like private equity groups and large companies that have people that work for them, that that's all they do or go out there and look for deals. But small companies can really grow much quicker at less expense than customer acquisition, you know, organic custom, customer acquisition through buying a business, you know, through buying a business. And so we're see, we see a lot of landscapers do it. We see right. companies do it. We, there are ways to buy businesses and every business owner should be out there looking and they can sign up, you know, and I don't want to give a shameless plug, but they could go on our website and they could sign up to be a buyer for their company and just look at deals that come across, you know, a certain geography at a certain size in a certain industry and just, and they should be doing that anyway. They should be looking on biz buy sell. They should just be looking to see what's out there. And if they can acquire it because they could get the same financing from the SBA, have a 10 year loan. If it happens to have real estate, it could be a blended rate up to, you know, 20 something years and they could have a, a business almost for free. I think that's amazing. And you're probably familiar with um, the E-Myth, the book. I was just going to bring it up because you, you you started talking about working on your, on your business instead of in your business. So I love Michael Gerber. I love the E-Myth. Yes, every business owner needs to eventually step out of that seat where they're making the pies themselves. And I I could speak for myself because I kind of was one of those victims of the e-myth. About 10 years ago when I started my business, I had been working for different advertising agencies and I was the technician who built websites and did marketing. And I knew that part of it, but I didn't know all the other things I didn't know. And so this... Um, this side of things about acquisition and, and building a business to become much more acquainted about, you know, looking ahead for planning for selling. But the, I'll admit that the buying and acquisition side is not something I've really put a lot of time and attention to. 
uh, I guess my earlier thoughts was like, that's a lot of money and that's not something that my immediate needs were at. But as I've matured in, in my business, I'm thinking, hmm, I really need to, to, to uh, learn and grow in that area and probably others do as well because there's, there's people that could just maybe make a, a goal for the year and buy a business that was getting ready to, to phase out and really change, change what's possible for them in that year. For someone who's looking to learn more about how that process may work, how that might work for their business, where's where could they go, and what would be kind of like a good good starting point? Well, they 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 could go listen to it. We have a bunch of we have a podcast as well called the Deal Board, and you could certainly listen. That's great education in buying and selling businesses. That you could hear a bunch of stories, and or you could just sit down and have coffee with one of our folks. Uh, but and there's plenty of opportunity online to go look at businesses again sign up to see them and you know it's so funny because for the most part sellers aren't necessarily looking for the highest price so you talked about it, it's like wow that might be expensive let me tell you something i've seen sellers lower their prices for the right buyer right so say there was a marketing company locally uh to you that was they were retiring right. and you know and they were just kind of and sometimes it's all about timing, just being there at the right time. And then they find out that, you know, you would want to buy and they think that their employees will do well with you. They think that their clients will like you. A lot of times they'll, they'll bend over backwards, price, earnouts. I mean, you might not even have to pay that much cash uh, up front uh, unless you can leverage into it. So we've seen all kinds of deals happen for people that you want to buy businesses again. It's just about being there and seeing the opportunities. I I can relate to that. I'm part of a organization it's connected to the SBDC, but it's the SBRN Small Business Resource Network. And there's business brokers, CPAs, bookkeepers, uh, business attorneys, and some of them are continuing to grow their business, but others are kind of like getting to that final chapter in their business. And they're kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of kind of tearing down. And most of them don't have an exit plan to my knowledge that they're going to do anything with the business that they've built. And it seems like, all right, why not connect those dots? The seller gains uh, because they're able to at least do something and help the people that they've been helping find a new home. And, and the buyer gains because now they're able to, to continue and grow their business. Yeah. I mean, listen, the vast majority of businesses never hit the market. I mean, so it, even as business brokers, I would bet that we see probably 20, maybe 33% of the deals that are sold, which is means that 66% of them are either just shuttered or given to a family member, or they find their buyer through, you know, some sort of connection like those resources that you just mentioned through SBDC, through their attorney, through their CPA. So again, it's just kind of being out there and laying the foundation that you would be willing to talk to the people about their business. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, keeping in contact with your competitors. I, I am uh, the, I've been the chairman of the International Business Brokers Association. Also, I've been the chairman of the Business Brokers of Florida. I know a lot of business brokers. I am friends with 99% of them. <laughs> and, and I've acquired probably a half a dozen or more uh, business brokerages to grow trans world over the years. And it's some of them came for free. 
Some of them we just acquired and paid them out with for what they brought to the table. Some of them we've actually purchased. And so it, it's, it runs the gamut. But, you know, being out there and, and letting people know that you're available for that thing is, is kind of half the battle. I love it. Now, we're, we've talked a little bit about the Ultimate Buyers Playbook. Um, what are some other nuggets that you have? And is there a way that people who want to get more information could find out more of this playbook? Yeah, I mean, again, we, we're here for people. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had our Ultimate Buyers Playbook uh, podcast, so you can certainly go back and listen to that. We had a few guests. One of them happened to be John Wall at Live Oak Bank, who does a, j- a great job of SBA lending. There are other SBA lenders uh, like New Tech uh, Financial uh, Business Services who, who do a great job. And so we, so signing up for the buyer match would be one thing, uh, and listening to some podcasts and and commit. You know, part of buying a business, there's a, the first step is mm-hmm. making that commitment. You talked about it earlier is that you have to commit to things and right. you have to be ready to take action. So if you have the growth mindset and you're going to be, you know, you're going to go out there and do it, you have to just kind of even talk about it with friends. We talk about setting your goals. We have a setting your goals uh, podcast with our, our one of our favorite franchisees, JT Tatum, who used to be the CEO of Sinorama. So that's, you know, setting your goals, writing them down, signing up, getting educated. Those are, that's all the part of the buyer playbook. And you could actually get pre-qualified with a banker to be ready to buy as well. So here's my suggestion. If you're tuning in, if you're in the growth mindset, you said, you know what? I'm a growth amplifier. I'm looking to grow. I'd say, consider just tuning in, check out the podcast and start just put it on the radar and sometimes when you just dip your foot in the water you're like it's not as cold as i thought it was (laughs) and you get more acclimated you could have some paradigm shifts and really see some opportunities that maybe you hadn't before yeah we have some good stories one of them uh jonathan wolfson who owns a they've bought about six businesses from us he and his brother uh got into the landscaping business and they've bought everything from florist to pest control and just him talking about his journey of buying several businesses, um, not only through Transworld, but through other play, uh, places as well. They've built a multi-million dollar business through acquisition, and they're not done. Uh, and they are they probably will eventually exit it one day to one of the big players that are out there in the landscaping world. And so that's you know kind of the journey. And listen, this is what private equity groups do, right? They're pros at it. They have a lot of money. They go out and buy multiple businesses. Some will win, some will lose. Not all the acquisitions I made were great, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but most of them worked out. And you know, I always tell people that you can you can fix a mistake for the most part through hard work, right? You buy a business that's not so good. You can make some pivots. You can use some of their resources, but if you work really hard, you could kind of make up for that mistake, you know, unless you over leveraged yourself, things like that. And you hit it on the beginning of the conversation. You'll, you'll, you'll win some, you'll lose some, but even when you lose with the right mindset saying, Hey, look, I learned something here. uh, You'll, you'll always win is by taking action. 
So if you're thinking about, you know, I'm not looking to grow, I don't necessarily want to acquire other businesses and you're more phasing out at this point, you could think about maybe I need to start looking ahead and thinking about what I'm going to do to exit. Uh, so either way, it makes sense. Talk with a business advisor who can guide you in a direction, get some clarity on what actions you could take to be more productive, efficient, and effective. So Andy, if people are tuning in, they're hearing, all right, I've heard Transworld, I've heard these business advisors, where could they go and what, what's the first step? What's a good thing for them to do? Well, you could go to our website, tworld.com, T-W-O-R-L-D.com. You could find the local office and you can certainly, you know, catch up with one of our franchisees and my partners uh, in every, almost every city across the United States. And, or, you know, just, you could ping me on LinkedIn or you could ping me wherever. And I'd be happy to talk to you as well and hook you up. I mean, listen, there is nothing wrong in your arsenal as a business owner to have a business broker as a friend. Uh, it's a, it's a great idea. You should have a great CPA. You should have probably a couple of attorneys, you know, because attorneys do specialize in different things. So you want to make sure that you have the right one for, you know, you, you want to have these tools available to you. And yes, we're not a tool. A business broker is certainly not a tool you're going to use every day, but is it something you can visit once a year? Is it something that you can, uh, that you're going to need one day? I mean, we always say you could go out, you could leave your business, you could walk through the door, you could go out toes first. And so you don't want to go out toes first. You, <laughs> you want to be able to walk out with your head high and make sure the legacy that you built is going to be taken to the next level that, you know, your customers deserve it, your employees deserve it, and the legacy of the business deserves it. You know, I, I told you when I just got onto this podcast, me and my business partner, this is his home office. We were doing a strategic planning event on a boat. We have a membership to Carefree Boat Club, shameless plug. Nice. And um, it was really nice out in the water. And we were just talking about, you know, our firstborn sons were born on the same day in the same hospital. Different moms, same. <laughs> That's, That's great. And they're, they're coming up on 10 years old this year. And just how fast life flies by. So we all have the visions of like what we're going to do and all the things that are come down the pipeline, but it goes by quickly. So I highly suggest, you know, tuning in to someone who can get, get you that clarity. And even if it's not something you're looking to do right away, just making sure you have, you're on that path to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Great. And, and, and just to your whole title of your podcast, growth and growth amplification, there's nothing better for your valuation than growth. Growth will drive I always say the quality and quantity of your earnings drive valuation. So the more growth you have and the, and the better pathway you have and the more earnings you have, quality of earnings uh, is going to increase your value immensely. I love it. So as we're wrapping uh, this growth amplifier session up, uh, one of the things we ask our guests to do, you've dropped some knowledge bombs on us, but if you just had to give a piece of friendly advice, one-to-one, -one, uh, something that you've learned on your journey that maybe someone else needs to hear on their journey, it could be about anything, what's something that you would tell someone? I So I, I, I thought of two things. One, Number one was make money. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with making money. In fact, I think profits are good. They're healthy. Because it helps you do the second thing that I'm going to say is give back. 
Mm. Get involved in your community. Get involved in the community early. I was lucky enough to get on a board for a, a nonprofit early in my career. I started a little dinner to support that nonprofit, and it's called Andy's Family Pasta Dinner. And we started it 20 years ago. Uh, this coming year, uh, 2022 will be our 20th year. Uh, the last time we had it in person, we had over a thousand people there. It raised $268,000 in 19. It raised 180. We did it virtually this year, but we're already scheduled for our big 20th anniversary. And it has brought me incredible amounts of joy. It's brought us an, an incredible amount of satisfaction of helping our community. And on top of it, it's brought us some incredible connections as well. Super cool. Thank you so much for joining, Andy. I appreciate you. Appreciate what you and Transworld does for the business community and your advisors. You've got some great people I've connected with through the years and uh, look forward to continually connecting and amplifying. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.